this week. Sam lives, dies, repeats. Lives, dies, repeats. Live, dies, repeats. But no, we're not talking about the amazing Tom Cruise movie. Tessa is murdered by a meat bulb. And I've lost my honor. Thanks for joining us on Monkey Off My Backlog. Welcome to Monkey Off My Backlog, the podcast where we exercise our pop culture demons by tackling our media to-do lists one week at a time. I'm your host, Andy, and with you my co-hosts, Tessa. Hello. And Dr. Sam. Hello. All right. So, this week, we are covering video games. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, select, start. <laughs> What is it from the Lana Del Rey song? The, uh, I heard you like the bad girls, honey. Is that true? Yeah. From the song Video Games? Yeah. What? <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't. It's literally about hanging out with someone you like and playing video games with them. The only thing that I know about Lana Del Rey and her video game song is what the Vitamin String Quartet played. Ah, uh, as per usual. Mm-hmm. As Andy's usual arrangement is. Yes, it's a string quartet full of vitamins, particularly Flintstones chewable vitamins. <laughs> One song is your full serving of vitamins for the day? One song, yes. But you see, I'm one of those people, one of those kids who thought that they were candy and, you know, had to go to the hospital because they overdosed on on uh on Flintstones vitamins (laughs) yeah yeah exactly they shouldn't make them taste like candy if they don't want people to eat them like candy I get it that's right that is exactly right this week because it was my week to come up with a theme I decided hey you know what video games would be fun video games will be super duper 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 fun and I know that this episode is going to get tons of downloads because I covered something that came out a few years ago, but more importantly, I think Sam covered is covering one of the best games of uh, of the last few years. Best games of the pandemic. I think we all picked some pretty popular games, actually. I'm excited to hear about everyone's because I haven't played any of these, either yours, Andy, or Sam's, although I've watched Sam play. Okay, well, I picked Ghosts, ah, sorry, Ghost of Tsushima. The Sucker Punch 2019 game. So very recent. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, particularly, I played the director's cut on the PlayStation 5. So There's already a director's cut? I guess it's been three years. It, well, it, it was... Oh, sorry. It was a 2020 release, not a 2019 release. Because, of course, it, I remember now it came out during the pandemic. <laughs> And it came out for the PS4, and then when it uh, was released for the PS5, they threw in the uh, DLC and called it the, the director's cut. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I feel like I feel like that's just good marketing for any like new platform. Like here's a here's a game that you like from the last console. We got to give you some new content. When it's a game of the year game, but you don't want to call it a game of the year game, call it a director's <laughs> cut. 
Well, and we'll and we'll talk about other reasons why they might call this a director's cut. What's the basic premise of this game? I have never heard of this game, so I'm You've excited. You've never heard of Ghost of Tsushima? This never. Is, this was the last major PlayStation 4 exclusive to come out for the PlayStation 4. That, that doesn't help me. I, we okay. did not have a PlayStation 4. <laughs> we okay. just well, got I'm, a PlayStation I'm, 5 like last year. I, I, I know. I know. I'm just saying. Uh, this is Assassin's Creed Japan would be the easiest way to succinctly. You have Sam's interest. Uh-huh. Uh, this is, this game on. is based <laughs> on the island of Tsushima, which is an island between Japan and Korea, and it's set in the year 1274. And basically, this is a, a time when the Mongol Empire started invading near Japan. And you play a... Uh, you play Jin Sakai, a... Um, head of a a samurai clan um clan sakai and uh you basically are going on a mission of revenge against the mongols for invading your your home turf solid solid setup right right uh and what the game really is about is kind of about about the fact that oh there are these uh i outdated ideas of honor uh, that the you know samurai try to do, and this is Jin's story of becoming the ghost of Tsushima, which is more of a ninja stealthy guy who uh you know poisons all the Mongols and uh, fights without honor. Now, was this developed in Japan or was this developed by Sony? Uh, this was developed by Sucker Punch Productions. Oh, right. You mentioned that. Right. Sucker Punch Productions, uh, probably more famous for Sly Cooper and then the Infamous series. So this was not produced by Sony, but it was definitely made in... Uh, b- basically, um, Sony owns Sucker Punch. So Okay. Gotcha. Well, tell us a little bit about the gameplay. Is it a similar mechanic to Assassin's Creed? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's exactly what you imagine. It's it's third-person perspective, and you go around You know, this open world. You find Mongol outposts. You sneak up behind a bunch of them. You, you uh, stealth kill them until they no longer uh, recognize or uh, they, they're no longer fooled by your uh, stealthiness, and then... Uh, they try to attack you, and I mean that—that that is, it is such a basic game. As far as it goes, um, it's so it's so hard to like describe this game because it's like when I think of game, it's like, oh yeah, cool. You have your um, you have your light attack, you have your heavy attack, you have your stealth assassinations, you have smoke bombs, and I love smoke bombs. Yeah, and uh, a bow and arrow, and Later on, you get a blow dart with poison that makes the makes enemies hallucinate and attack each other. Yeah, it, it's it's basically it really is just like Assassin's Creed, but in uh, feudal Japan. I mean, that sounds fun to me. Did Assassin's Creed ever do a no game in Japan? Apparently, Ubisoft has like two rules about what Assassin's Creed can do, and one of the rules is not Japan. Interesting. Just because of all the Japanese entertainment that's out there, they don't want to like compete with that. Or I think it might have more something to do with uh, 
I, I, I really don't know. I, I don't know. And I, the other one is World War II. I mean, I understand that one, to be honest with you. I don't need more stories about World War II, to be honest with you. Well, and, you know, maybe they feel we don't need more stories about feudal Japan. Fair well, enough. and also part of the problem with Ubisoft in general is they probably ought to have another couple of rules besides those two. One of which well, is like, they have those two rules. Don't abuse Sam, your but... employees. <laughs> Rule uh, three. Rule one: No Japan. Rule two: No World War Two. Rule three: No treating your employees like not good. Garbage. Like what? I don't know what word you were going garbage. for there at the end. Yeah. So. I, I I wish I wish there was more to it than that. Uh, you you do go through these fantastic duels, which are really really cool. And there's a Kurosawa filter, Ooh. which turns the game black and white. Which the game is strikingly beautiful. I mean, incredibly beautiful. And there's this art style. Uh, there's this idea that you can follow the wind to wherever you need to go. And like you can see the wind and just follow it, and it's beautiful. Tsushima as an island has multiple different regions, you know, going from the uh, the kind of tropical up to the uh, the snow covered, horrifying frozen mountains. Is it open world? Yes, it is okay. open world. Cool. Does this yeah. sound like a game you would want to play, Sam? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Didn't they just release? Um... It's not the main game, but uh, some sort of variant of the game was just a, a PlayStation Plus game of the month, right? Is that right? No, I don't. I don't think so. No, they're they're they they released a, a multiplayer thing that was uh, yes, Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Um, okay, but now it sounds like you are both. Uh, so it is open world. And this begins one of the biggest problems in gaming. Is it too big? That's my known problem at, with open worlds. Sometimes. Known as known as the Act One problem. Ooh, tell me tell me more about this Act One problem. The Act One problem. You're, the first area that you're in, the first part of the map that you unlock, is dense with content. Is is beautiful. Uh, if you do it all, you will become quickly 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 overpowered you will unlock you know great weapons and and the ability to um to do some rather crazy 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 stunts like setting your sword on fire that's fun yeah uh but that that's actually not the um the fire swords the last area but still like you you get you get some some crazy abilities uh it's dense and then you unlock act 2 the next area and it's pretty sparse and then you go to act three and it's even more sparse but the landmass is just as big so it's more traveling it's it's more traveling uh you're not as interested in any of these things i gotta say most of the time the side missions pretty boring honestly the main game story follows the exact path you think it's going to follow uh there there is no new tread here at all. Uh, it is it is a straight up revenge story. Kill um, kill Genghis Khan's nephew. I thought you were gonna say kill Bill for a second. Yeah, but it, it feels like it's about as um, referential to samurai films as uh, as Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. Now, 
I have to ask, because I know that for Sam, Assassin's Creed is a comforting series for her because the mechanics of those games are pretty much similar to what you've described in terms of like, it's open world, it's a lot of fetch quests, you know, it, it's not, it's just something that you kind of do to relax. It's not a game that's necessarily going to challenge you in any sort of way. Did this feel relaxing to you while playing it or did it come across as more boring than relaxing? She's wanting to know, is it, is it like Elden Ring? Are you going to be attacked by a bear without warning? Okay. One. Yes, there are bears uh, in the woods. Two. One of the side quests, one of the side missions you can do are actually haikus where you sit down and reflect on something and you pick what to reflect on to make a haiku, to make a haiku. So it can be relaxing. I played it on the hardest difficulty because everyone assured me that the hardest difficulty was the only way to play it. The Dead Souls difficulty, if you will. The casual would be Red Dead Redemption 2, as I understand. And hardest would be Dead do you Souls. Mean, do you mean Dark Souls? Yes. Okay. No, uh, I am referring to the Joy Division song. <laughs> that would so, be the, the hardest difficulty. So I will say, I do think that uh, the, the it's called Lethal. The, the difficulty is called Lethal. And I do think it is the only way to play it. And here's the reason why. You see... You die in one hit, but all your enemies die in one hit, too. Ah. There's a Spider-Man mode for that. Like, there's, like, a, there's a, a mod. There's a mode for that. No, no, like, like in the, the Spider-Man game, there's, like, a mod or something that's like that. I was too scared to really try it. A suit mod. So are you saying in the lethal difficulty, your character is, in fact, a one-punch man? And no, because he uses quit. a sword, okay? He uses a sword. Um, so rather than stabby, stabby, he's just stabby. Right. I, now, now, I will say this comes with a huge caveat because, you see, all my friends said, oh, yeah, you have to play it on lethal. That's the only way to play it. It's the only way to, that makes you feel good. I was like, okay, cool. So I started the game on lethal, and it was hard. It was really, 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 really hard. And then... I got, I broke past the wall and I was talking with my friends and they're like, oh, that, that's weird. It was really hard at the beginning. Oh, that's right. I, I played on normal and then s- switch it to lethal after a few hours. So once you get past the, um, the tutorial area, then you can put it on, on lethal because, uh, because the game one is much easier and two, you actually are able to, um, you know, to not sit through cutscenes explaining the basic game mechanics over and over and over and over again before. That makes sense. Good tip. Good tip for people who want to play this. Otherwise, if you, if you don't play on lethal, you're going to be spending like, you know, 10 minutes just hacking down enemies to health later on in the game. And that's not fun. Gotcha. Who would you recommend this to? Uh, people who like Assassin's Creed. It, oh, so Honestly, Sam. you... You could have told me that this was an Assassin's Creed game, and I would not have uh, have guessed otherwise. Okay. So, yeah, Sam. 
Sam, it's Assassin's Creed. It looks prettier than any Assassin's Creed, and it's available for the PlayStation 5. And here's one of the great things about the PlayStation 5 is the load time. Because it's open world, you can uh, fast travel around. And when you're fast traveling around, it's instantaneous. It's great. So Legends was a uh, one of the free games of the month, either this month or last month. Not the original, but the um, the multiplayer. It, it, that that's interesting because it's a free edition if you buy the game the game too. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the company that brought you Tiny Tina's Wonderland, which is great until you remember that's the expansion from the second game. So they they do that. Does this sound like a good game that you would play, though? Sam, oh, yeah. Since you're an Assassin's Creed yeah. person. Yeah. And, and it's really important to know that this was the last exclusive for the PS4 because we hopped systems when apparently the PlayStation isn't cool anymore. So we're playing the last of the cool times. Ah. Yeah. What? Okay. What, what, what do you mean you're playing the last of the cool times? Haven't you heard the online discourse that Xbox is now cooler than PlayStation? Uh, no, I, I haven't. And I wholeheartedly disagree although the switch is the number one selling console i have seen so for for for, for reasons and well speaking yeah, of the they switch, have them <laughs> you speaking can of buy a switch, them i believe that uh you two have recently made a purchase of one nintendo switch yes after Months and months of trying to get a PS5. I had an arduous 10 days of locating an OLED switch. <laughs> oh, an arduous 10 days. It was, it was so hard. I, I looked for a couple of days and then I was able to order one. It was neat. Besides, besides playing Zelda on the toilet, <laughs> Which... what else are you looking forward to? Sam address all of the old school Nintendo games that she has been playing over the last couple of days, but Did not on the play toilet. on the toilet. <laughs> uh, not on the toilet. I don't let electronics go into the bathroom. On the couch, perhaps in tabletop mode. You you put you put your toilet in your couch. <laughs> I mean, it is if a shortcut. You think about it. It makes a lot of sense. It does. You got your got your cup holder. You got your input. <laughs> You've got your air purifier. <laughs> you got all of Tessa's candles and plants to to get rid of the stench. I I, I, you, I see how it is. You, I think you may have broken Sam. I'm I'm happy to have broken the person who made the One Punch Man joke. <laughs> I see how the rest of this episode is going to go. Do you have so, something to say to that? Do I have? Something? Actually, you know what? I'm just going to let Sam go first. Talk about the classic Nintendo games that you have been looking forward to replaying. Okay, so first of all, I I turns out I remember where all the warp zones are in Super Mario. So, you know, of course, Nintendo Online gets you access to a bunch of the 8-bit and 16-bit. Uh, I don't know if they're really ports, if, they're, if they've been recreated. It's just I, emulation. Yeah, so uh, I love the... Um, the ability to go back, not just create save points anywhere, but just be able to just like, oh, wait, rewind. So between that and my knowledge, my like muscle memory of the warp zones, it was great beating Super Mario Brothers in like 20 minutes. It didn't feel right, but uh, I finished the first Zelda yesterday. I've done both of these things before, but it was nice to do that. 
what I'm excited about is to be able to go through them all. That's been my goal for a long time, to go through all the Super Mario and all the Zelda games. So I've started at the beginning. Have not. Uh, I am not a super giant fan of um, the Switch controllers. I like, put, I like playing with the grip. That is my preferred way of playing. Um, I haven't bought the Pro controller yet. I don't know if I will. Uh, I don't know if I'll go third party. I don't like the drift. We played Mario Kart once together, and my Joy-Con drifted. Um, I can, I know how to fix the drift, but it keeps drifting on me. So, so I have two recommendations for you. Andy has recommendations. This segment of Andy's recommendations is brought to you by Nintendo. <laughs> yes. Um, Nintendo has this really nifty Super Nintendo controller. Wireless. Which looks exactly like a Super Nintendo controller for those of you who are playing at home. Yes, uh, it, it is the exact same feel and everything of a Super Nintendo controller. And then you can get this, a wireless third-party controller that is the Nintendo GameCube controller. I have no reference for either I of these I've never things, played so. a GameCube. I have never, never, no. Oh, and it is, it is, it is beautiful. It works so well. And more importantly, I, w- I, would, I would use them. The only thing that the Pro Controller has over these controllers is uh, the ability to use the gyroscopic aiming. Mm. Mm. I mm. did not grow up with Nintendo. My family, I-, I was very late to video games because my family just wasn't interested in them my parents were very skeptical of video games and their influence on young minds as it were my sibling is really the person who introduced me to a lot of this stuff in my early 20s so I just didn't grow up with any of these games I am excited to play Zelda just because I've heard so many good things about it and I think that would be a really good monkey that I'll probably do eventually I did really enjoy the one time we played Mario Kart. I look forward to doing that again, even though I'm terrible at it. Uh, just because I have played that off and on, like at parties before, and I enjoy the as- that aspect of it, like the, the 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 communal aspect of that racing game. I enjoy, although historically I am very bad at racing games, so maybe I'll get better at them <laughs> if I play this more often. I, I refuse to believe that Sam has not played a GameCube because Sam was in college uh, early, early aughts, and you would have played Super Smash Brothers Melee in a dorm party somewhere. Nope. That is incorrect. That never happened. Okay. Well, I was, I was in my dorm room mm-hmm. perfecting the second level of GoldenEye. Ah, uh, I see. I see. Yeah. I see. I see. Okay. That, that that explains a lot. But you're looking forward to playing Animal Crossing too, right? Oh, yeah. Which you've never played. Yeah, the other thing to point out about this system that I feel kind of strongly about is I have absolutely zero desire to replicate games that we have on other systems on the Switch. You know, I mentioned yesterday was the first time we played it, or I played it as a as a tabletop. 
And mm. I mean, maybe it's just now that we're in season three of the pandemic, I just have forgotten about traveling. But oh. the the portability of this system is of no interest to me at this time. For me, it's another console. And I don't need to to play Kingdom Hearts on this when I already own it on one or two other systems, you know. Um, and I know that's one of the shortcomings of the Switch is that it doesn't have the processing power for a lot of these games. But even something like Hades, which we're going to talk about next, I don't want to uh, reacquire that here. I'm really interested in... I like the emulations. I'm super happy to hear about those on the first three you know, generations of Nintendo. I'm happy to play the, the, uh, the Wii and Wii U ports of games as well as, you know, Breath of the Wild and Odyssey and Animal Crossing. But they're, to me, the important thing about having the Switch is to get back in touch with mostly first-party things. Although, you know, like, again, with the 8-bit stuff, like, I played Ghost and Goblins for a few minutes the other day and had some, you know, flashbacks. I was like, oh, no. Okay. Tessa, what, you, you're just excited to play, to play Zelda. Mario Kart, I, I, you know, I want to play some of the, like, Super Smash Bros. I'm interested in playing with people, like my friends, who have Switches online. I think that that might be a really cool way of hanging out with some with some people online. But I don't have a lot of names of games for you right now, <laughs> just because I am not as familiar with Nintendo as a and it's entity. really interesting how Nintendo has redefined itself. And, and this is a very important discussion to have, but one of the ways that Nintendo has managed to survive and be so popular against more aggressive processing uh, console wars from Sony and Xbox is they've rebranded themselves as that casual, interactive, online thing. You know, it's less competitive, more casual, less competitive, more co-op. Hmm. Now, Tessa, have you uh, have you seen Yoshi's Crafted World? I have not. Okay. Um, this, I believe, you would be very, very, very interested in. It is a Yoshi platformer, so it's uh, you know, like a 2D Mario, except the aesthetic is that everything is crafted out of yarn and other other adorable things of the cardboard and it just looks absolutely adorable and it's the cutest thing ever i probably um, would like that your 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 little yoshi is made out of yarn and <laughs> uh, i just want to go back to andy calling cardboard adorable <laughs> yeah okay you 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 know what sam i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna show you a picture I'm going to put a picture into the Discord text channel right now. Dead Souls an adorable cardboard. Yep. You're going to look and see. Aww. Oh, that is cute. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The aesthetic is all diorama stuff. And when you get to the end of a level, you flip it over and get to see like the background and see how everything works. It's, it's adorable. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just really excited to explore. Some of these options. I think that's kind of where I am right now. That is that is definitely a good idea. Explore some options. Speaking of exploring and exploring the tombs of the underworld of the old, the old underworld. I believe Sam played a game called Hods. 
Yes, or as as um, or as they pronounce it uh, on the continent, Hades. Mm. On the continent. On the, what on continent? The continent. <laughs> this is what happens when you're a British lit person in undergrad. On the continent means something. So, um, <laughs> so what is Hades? And please, please, Sam, don't don't respond with the classic eighth grade saying. Hey, these nuts. <laughs> I had no idea. You were not going to get that from me because I didn't know that. Okay. Wait, so so Sam, you're 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 not familiar with Sugma? No, and I don't want to play your game. <laughs> what about Ligma? Please stop. You're hurting me. <laughs> Hades. I got cut off by somebody whose uh, license plate said Ligma. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't have been surprised. Nope, not at all. Anyway, Hades. Hades, Hades, Hades. Hades is a 2020 game from Supergiant Games, a studio I have never interacted with before, but probably should have. Um, Hades is a rogue-like dungeon crawler. And I know what you're thinking. Is it a rogue-like or rogue-lite? Rogue-like. I, I don't know what you're wanting me to say here. What is a rogue-like dungeon crawler? What is a rogue-like dungeon crawler? Well, Tessa. Andy asked, is it roguelike or roguelite? Apparently, nobody can agree on the definition of rogue, roguelike, or roguelite, and they don't really mean anything anyway if you don't know what they are. I'll tell you. A game like Hades is a game that is, at its heart, a dungeon crawler, not unlike your, um, your Diablo. But it also has certain features, such as, and prominently, permadeath when dun, you die dun, dun. you go back to the beginning now the reason it's roguelike or road light rogue light is in a true rogue game when you die you die and you start completely over with nothing every time mm -hmm. in this game you do not do that you you bring stuff back with you um, this is also known for emergent gameplay, which, like, things change based on circumstances. Not always the same, oh, I've seen this level before. Well, it's going to be different this time. And then resource management. What's... Right tools for the right task. What's the premise of this game? Well. You know I care about the story more okay. than anything else. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, you are Zagreus. Son of Hades, you're trying to escape Hades and find out more about your mother, slight spoiler, Persephone. You battle your way through the underworld, through Asphodel and Elysium, before a quote-unquote final battle with Papa. You have different weapons to choose from each time. Along the way, you receive boosts from gods, including Zeus, Poseidon, Artemis, Athena, etc. You will also receive help from notable figures from mythology, such as Charon, 
Sisyphus, Eurydice, and Patroclus. Okay, first of all, it's Karen. I, 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 uh, I don't know. I don't think this guy, like, asked to speak to my supervisor once, so I'm pretty sure that's not how you pronounce it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you're also, you're also missing the, the most important part of this entire game, Sam. Uh, I have a note, so I'm not sure, like, I have not mentioned the most important part of this game yet, so I'm just waiting for the question. What are the game mechanics then? You've already mentioned like permadeath and emergent gameplay. How do you play this game? Okay. And the answer to this question will not include the most important thing. So no, just, just don't. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. I'm so you you better, you better got me. I, I got you. Gameplay. Each time you die, you have a chance to upgrade your skills, right? You lose your the the boons that you've been given, the things that you've purchased, the the power ups and things like that. Some of your essential skills and traits and weapons, primary weapons, you're able to upgrade every time you crawl back into Hades, the lowest part of of hell there. And um, each time you die, you're able to progress through the narrative. One of the things that makes this game so good is it's not just live, die, repeat. It's not just play and play and play and play and play. You come back with your experience, your memories intact. So you're furthering conversations, furthering the story. You talk to a series of NPCs uh, when you're in your starting point before you go on your next run through the dungeon. You talk with people like your adoptive mother, Nyx, your mentor, Achilles, the wonderfully batty Mizdusa, your pet puppy, Cerebrus, and also uh-huh. Papa himself. Papa and, himself. And, and, and Papa. And, and what can you do with Cerebrus? You can pet the puppy. You can pet the dog. It's very important. Yes. Okay. That, that, is, that is the Elisa most important the part of the game. Day. That is not the most important part of the game. That it is, is the most important I knew, part. I knew you thought it was the most important part of the game, but it's not the most important part of the game. What is the most important part of the game? It's gay and it's got jokes. <laughs> Do you want to expand on Aesthetic. that a little bit? So, the, this, so the, the game mechanics will definitely draw a lot of people in, right? Uh, this, this, it's very 8-bit. It's very keep trying, keep going. This is what I was raised on, so it's very familiar. So, you know, when you make it through on your first run, the first time you complete it, you open up a whole challenge mechanic system so that you are meant to play this game through several hundred runs. I imagine that's about how long it takes to get through the story. Apparently, it involves romance at some point. You know I've played through like 60-something runs and have seen height nor hair of that. <laughs> so it has that replayability, but only if you're into that uh, reiteration, repetition, getting good, right? Mm. And uh, so that's, I mean, that's something that's really attractive about it to a lot of people. Uh, I think that the, the mythos, the story is something that's attractive to a lot of people. But as far as the art, as far as the aesthetic, 
This is basically imagine an anime where everyone is like at least a little gay. That is most animes, but continue. I was going to say, right. isn't that just anime? Right. So that's what it looks like, right? Yeah. And so, okay. But you understand what the, you could imagine it, even if you had never seen it at this point. Right. And there's a narrator. When you click on certain objects, you know, it narrates what the object is or what it's doing. And then Zagreus, your player, always has some snarky thing to say back to the narrator. So there's that issue of fourth wall breaking. There are characters who you will defeat in the dungeon, and then when you die and come back to the starting point, they're there ready to say something snarky to you. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just... There's I don't subplots, which but one everything's it is. jokes. It's I great. I don't remember which one it is, but the only one I can think of, just from like having walked through the room you were playing several times, is I think she's a fury who's like, yes. murder? Yes, there are, yeah. <laughs> just murder. Murder. <laughs> and then the other one is just just complete just looks at you and it's just like a thousand percent over you yeah and then there's the main one who will actually have conversations with you yeah uh i i, I will say the um the, the the romance does come late but uh all three romances are a lot of fun to go through See, that's the thing like i as i said i've been through about 60 something runs i have gotten my way out i've had i think i've had three conversations with mama so far spoiler right well i mean not really it's 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 odd because like this is it's funny because you 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 associate beating the game with like the end of the game it's actually the end of the tutorial basically the first time you make it through it's just a very long tutorial depending on um Things. If you're trying to be well-rounded, as Andy mentioned earlier, if you try to be a well-rounded player through this game, it will take you a while. But unlike Ghost of Tsushima, you will not be overpowered at any point in this game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I just feel like I've dropped so many hours into this game, and I've barely scratched the surface. And that is more than you can say for a lot of AAA games. And I'm looking forward. I played it on um, the Xbox on demand system because they gave me five months for free at Christmas. But I'm looking forward to, I think I'm actually looking forward to playing it on the PS5. Like starting over again, getting a fresh start. Wait, wait a minute. Go wait on. a minute. You just said that you have no desire yeah. to, yeah. to for, for the Switch. Yeah. But, but you have a desire for the PlayStation 5. Let me tell you, this game is perfect for the portability. Sam, I know you are traveling. I know for a fact you are traveling. Do you Okay, let me let me explain. And I'll and I'll explain using another mythological game. Not a uh -huh. game that is mythological, but a game that has mythology in it. Uh-huh. So, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I anticipated mm -hmm. your question. Mm -hmm. And I oh, you anticipated it almost like it's the obvious question to ask. <laughs> almost like you know deep down in your heart that I'm right. So I don't want to play Hades on the go because I don't. I had a Game Boy. That is the only mm -hmm. portable system I've had, mm -hmm. and I don't. It's not my jam. Games are meant to be played 
on consoles, on TVs. And you so, seem like a Game Gear kid. And I'm not going to lie. And so, if I am indeed going to play the Nintendo Switch as a portable system, I am going to be finally defeating Kid Icarus after all of these years. With the, with the go back, instant go back system, I will finally, at long last, beat the game that has tormented my soul for over 30 years. I don't need to play Hades. I got other stuff, man. Oh, man. That game is, okay. The, the genre of Nintendo game, the unreasonably difficult game, Maniac Mansion, Bubble Bobble. The games where it's all fun and games until the... The original Castlevania. They're all fun and games until you get to the end level. And then it is no longer fun, nor is it a game. It is hell. Actual hell. Hell is having every video game, but only the final level with one heart and no lives. Well, I I, I hope you have fun with with Hades and I, I hope you have fun playing for 50 more hours on Hades not on the toilet <laughs> Hades is such a good game it is, it is. so good <laughs> it, it, it is very good and just just make sure to give everyone the nectar oh yeah yeah you 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 give you give it to everybody once so you get your mm-hmm. treats and then and then you work on maxing it out yeah, yeah, you that's do how you it get for your the relationships up. Uh, and and I'm also uh, I want to recommend Supergiant's prior game Pyre, which is a basketball visual simu- visual novel uh, hybrid, which is really good. Video games, man, we've come so far. <laughs> we've come so uh, far from Pong. Tessa, 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 Tessa. <laughs> Now, I I look. I know I know that this game that you were playing, you you like many college students, you played this constantly. You played Don't Starve. Yes, I have played Don't Starve in my real life at various points mm-hmm. in time. Oh, I get it. However, the Don't Starve that I played over the last few weeks is a survival game developed by Canadian indie video game developer clay i believe is how you say it k-l-e-i clay entertainment Mm -hmm. i played both don't starve which is the solo version of the game and don't starve together which is the co-op version of the game i played with sam for a few rounds and uh is your relationship okay yeah, I think so. I, I think so. I feel like this game is more punishing than Hades. Yeah, I don't know if this game, like... Like, there are co-op games where <laughs> you just, like... It strains your relationship, like Overcooked. <laughs> if you've ever played Overcooked with a partner, you will end up screaming at each other. Even though I do actually recommend Overcooked as a game. Get the tortilla, Tessa! Get the tortilla! Come on! You let the meat burn. This game is so hard... That How I feel like it? there's just no, there. 
you can't even get mad at your partner because it's just like what why would you like it's not their fault that the game is so hard like yeah, actually got murdered for the third time after you got row. murdered for the third time actually i i have a confession to make here uh i i have a side gig as a uh investigative journalist and i have found out that sam is clay entertainment so yeah. <laughs> andy do you remember when rockstar made like a ping pong game do you remember when they yeah. had a triple a release that was a ping pong game yep i i do okay that that was really my origin story it was table tennis but whatever anyway <laughs> uh this game was initially released in 2013 but it has since been ported over to pretty much any console you want to play it on, including most recently the Nintendo Switch. And your Samsung toaster? And sure, I'm, sh- I'm sure you can play it on your Samsung toaster. You can play toaster. two games on your toaster. But Both Samsung doesn't have a toaster, you Philistines. Samsung <laughs> has a toaster oven. Excuse me. They made a regular toaster just to see if they could play Doom on it. Ugh. Do you all want to hear about the premise of this game? Or do you want to talk about toasters some more? I, 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 I want to hear about the premise of this game, but also I am really loving the annoyed look you're getting on your face. So I'm torn. <laughs> My eye I'm, is I'm legit trying to twitching right the now. Playing experience for you. <laughs> Maybe you should play Don't Starve Together and then come back and talk to me. <laughs> Anyway, there is a very loose story to this game, which I have not even like begun to scratch the surface of, but the game follows a scientist named Wilson who finds himself in a dark, dreary, parallel world known as the Constant and must survive as long as possible. Basically, the player has to keep Wilson alive, fed, and mentally stable. There is a health bar, a food bar, and a sanity bar in this game, and you have to keep all three full. And there's just like, oh, basically you have to gather food, gather resources. It relies on like a day-night cycle that causes, well, actually I'll get to that when I get to gameplay, but but you can play this in a couple of different modes. You can play it in a survival mode or an adventure mode. The adventure mode actually does like unfurl the story. Basically, he is facing off against Maxwell, who is like a half-shadow, half-human person that has brought him to this world. And... Eventually, there are like check-ins with this character. Like as you survive more, you get check-ins with the character. You also gain new characters. So each time you die, kind of like Hades, you gain experience and it unlocks new characters that you can play as. My personal favorite right now is Wendy, who has a who is a little girl who has a ghost sister, Abigail, who she keeps in a flower and who she can summon when she's in danger. So that's really fun but there's also like a fire starter and a strong man and a robot you can play as so like there's a lot of really fun like characters that you can play this game it's very adorable looking and i i remember how incredibly hard it is and how it's one of the scariest games i've ever played so speaking of aesthetics does this game look exactly like hades is it is it no it's not gay manga. No, it is not gay manga. Okay. It has probably been most compared to Tim Burton's Doesn't art it have style. Jokes? It does. Oh. 
maybe not like the same as Hades. It does have its own little little pockets of humor, but it has very Tim Burton-esque artwork and animation style. It's also very inspired by writers like Edward Gorey and H.P. Lovecraft. It's got a lot of like cosmic horror, horror, cosmic horror types of motifs in it. There's a lot of supernatural animals and creatures. Some of them are like really obvious creatures. Like there's pigs that you can like trade stuff with. There's rabbits that you can catch and kill. Uh, my favorite is when you catch a rabbit and it's like, do you want to murder this rabbit? And, uh, you know, you can gather like carrots and berries, but it still also has like these supernatural creatures. Like there's one that looks like an ostrich, but in, on the top, there's like a huge eye on it. That's really creepy. There's uh during the nighttime, there are like shadows that you have to like, you have to keep your fire lit so they don't come and get you. These like little hands will come and it plays it's like a creepy terrifying. tune. Yeah. And uh, my favorite is the most hilarious way I died. I made it all the way to day 15. Day 15. I was doing really well. I had built my camp. I had all my stuff in order. And I found this new little substance that I was like, oh, this is interesting. I've never seen this before. It was called a meat plant. And I was like, hmm, this is an interesting thing. Maybe it'll be a good resource. So I took it and I brought it back to my camp. And when I came back the next day, all of these giant plants with eyes in the middle of them had grown up all through my plant and killed me immediately. So there you go. Dumbest way I have died in this game. I've died a lot of dumb ways in this game, to be honest with you. But questions. Bees. bees. Bees have killed me too. Have you have you not starved? I have not starved. Sam okay. has starved. You, you've done it. Times. You, you've done you've you've succeeded. <laughs> so yeah, this game relies on a day-night cycle that causes meaningful fluctuations in the gameplay. So like And seasons, right? And seasons. Yeah. yeah I'll, we've in Don't Starve Together, we have survived until winter once, and then we froze <laughs> we to death. Died immediately. But Usually you start in like autumn and you have like a part of your time is day and then there's evening and then there's night. And like I said, during the night, you have to be near a fire and have your fire lit. And then like during the day is when all the creatures are out and you have to like gather your resources and so on. And then you like also discover like crafting recipes so you can take those resources and make like a science machine that allows you to craft better resources. You can make farms, you can make traps for animals, you can make like a fishing rod, like all of these are different like things that you can do. But everything in this game is designed to kill you. It is an incredibly, incredibly hard game, which I mean, to be completely fair, surviving in a wilderness is also incredibly more difficult than people think that it is. It's like constant work. And that game, like this game really tries to capture that, like all of the thinking you have to do about that and all of the like, oh, like I need to cook this mushroom before I eat it. I need to like you know, make sure that I plant all of these berry bushes. I need to collect this fertilizer from the beefalo. The beefalo are my favorite. I love the beefalo. If, if you grew up playing the Oregon Trail, you're not prepared for this. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, it you is won't intense. die of dysentery, but yeah. you will die of basically everything else. I also really like that it's a randomly generated open world. So every time that you restart the game, you're in a completely new map. And there's different biomes. So you can recognize like, okay, like I'm in a field biome and that's where the beefalo are likely to be. Or I'm in a forest biome and that's where like the berries are likely to be. Or like the the wood that I have to gather is likely to be. But every single 
map is different. So you have to spend a lot of your the first part of your game exploring it so you know exactly like where all the best places are. There's also caves. You can go underground as well, although to be completely honest with you, it's scary down there. I don't go down there very often. <laughs> but like there's a lot of a lot of really cool open world mechanics in this particular game because it is so randomly generated. Yeah, yeah, I'm I I am I am reading about this hilarious uh meat bulb you uh meat bulb Yeah there's there's a ton of stuff and like the thing too is is that like some of the resources that you need only come from fighting certain monsters like silk is a really important resource in this game and you can only get that by killing spiders but spiders will also swarm you so you have to like be really and the spiders cautious. are the same size as you are yeah like it's they're very it's a very interesting thing and it'll also like randomly generate monsters that'll try to attack your camp so you have to like figure out how to distract them or kill them so it's really quite a difficult game my record right now is making it 20 days on my own and i believe around the same with sam playing i will say that if you play cooperatively it is a slightly different mechanic you have different I mean, it's the same mechanic, but you have different crafting recipes and different strategies you kind of have to rely on. But I feel like playing the solo game and playing the co-op game have both made me better players for the other, if that makes sense. So, like, the more I play this game, the more I understand this game. Does that make any sense at all? Like, <laughs> but it's... Like, like a lot of the, a lot of this game is just understanding how the game works, if that makes sense. But I re have really enjoyed playing it on my own. I've really enjoyed playing it with Sam. You can also play it with people online as well, although I haven't done that yet. I just want to point out that being able to play a game with you where you carry me is great. <laughs> like that is such a great experience. Yeah. I do recommend that if you are the kind of person who has a hard time like making out certain symbols on your games, maybe write down all of your recipes like on a piece of paper that you can like refer back to like wait, what does this mean again? Well, this is a you know, this is a big issue of you know, create more games that are couch co-ops, but create games where your heads up display isn't so compacted when the screen is cut in half, right? This is Borderlands 3, right? Like, you might as well have not made a co-op, couch co-op version, because you can't read the menu. Right. This is not as bad as that, but it's close. Yeah, so if you like that style of animation, which is, like, dark, but also kind of adorable at the same time, if you like very difficult survival games, which I didn't, I hadn't played a lot of survival games before this, and I really enjoy it. Like, there's something very soothing about just being like, okay, I've got to like farm now. Like, I've got to collect all these resources to make my alchemy machine. Like, that, all of that is really, really fun for me. It's very soothing, even though I die a lot. And so, that I think if that appeals to you in any way, this is a really good game for you. Again, I, I would be really happy to play this with other people online as well. And Andy, I am anticipating your question. Unlike Sam, I could see this game being really fun to play portably on a Switch because... 
be so 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 now now we know who is going to be playing on the toilet. I don't allow electronics in the bathroom. So <laughs> the switch is an electronic. It's a it's a fun system. No. Right, listen. I just like the fact that we've had a conversation about three games today. Mm-hmm. Three games in which you get murdered uh-huh. all the time. Uh-huh. But Andy is relaxing by like writing haikus in his game. Mm-hmm. I'm relaxing through the repetition, the comfort of the repetition. And mm-hmm. Tessa's relaxing through the comfort of not dying. dying. I, I don't know. No, I die a lot. Right. But I mean, so we've talked about how all of these games that we've talked about today are comforting in, in different ways, which yeah. is, you know, the best. I think that's the best part about video games, right? I don't want that in my, my, like when I'm trying to get somewhere, I'm trying to get somewhere. It is not relaxing time. It is go time. Mm. So that's, I mean, I think that's the, there you go. There are all the strings tied together. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tessa, I'm just going to let you know, you know, to, to be careful because there, there is an enemy called the shark kitten. Oh, I'm sure. I didn't really mention there are a lot of DLCs too, which I haven't gotten to yet, but there's a lot of content for this game as well. And I, I will just say, you'll be like, you will be like, oh, it's so cute. I can't kill this little shark kitten. It's, it's oh, like, yes, you can. <laughs> it's, it's a, and what it is, it's a baby tiger shark. Okay, there's this turkey that keeps showing up. <laughs> yeah, like you'll just be like doing something and suddenly there'll be this little turkey that'll just be like, gobble, 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 and like run away. And I'm, I, I'm convinced that there's one turkey in it's this entire. Big, it's the big bad. Yeah, it's right? the big bad. I'm sure. Like at some point I'm going to unlock like a final boss level and it's just going to be this one mother effing turkey or or it'll be like the chickens andy the zelda chickens <laughs> uh, well good good luck is all i can say about facing the turkey and good luck and not starving uh do you recommend <laughs> this game tessa i believe you do yeah, it, it, to, if any of what I just said sounded good to you, not stressful. I know some people might be stressed out by this type of game. It's it is a wonderful little survival game. Okay. Well, I think that's that's it for our uh, stroll down video game lane. We'll come back next year when we talk about video games again. Uh, until then, we will not talk about anything else uh, of any note. <laughs> that's uh, it. That's it. Yep. That is it. Uh, but I guess what we can do is talk about where you can find us online. Tessa, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Swayla Tessa. Swayla is spelled S-W-E-H-L-A. You can also find me on my other podcast, Nanny Ogg's Book Club. That is a podcast where Nigel and I are reading through all 41 of Terry Pratchett's Discworld novels. I believe our upcoming episode is Eric. You can find that on Twitter at Nanny's Book Club and on Instagram at Nanny Ogg's Book Club. Sam, Dr. Sam, 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 where can people find you? You can find me online at Sam underscore Morris nine on Twitter, I should say, specifically where today, the day that this episode airs, you will be able to go back and look at all my live Oscar takes and see for the umpteenth year in a row, I got them all right. And I had no problems with anything that happened. 
Mm-hmm. So optimistic. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> so optimistic. I am, I am I, waiting I for something great. horribly racist to happen. You mean where they don't retroactively say it was stupid that they didn't give Chadwick Boseman an Oscar? Like that? Like that? S- something like that. Oh, God. That, that's, uh, oh, let's wait to see what dumb thing happens. Look, it's going to be great. I, I just think Sonic the Hedgehog finally getting its Oscar presented by John Cena was awesome. It wasn't I, even nominated for anything. That's what made <laughs> it, it so great. That, and, and, it, and there was some real good synergy when they gave Jim Carrey the Lifetime. <laughs> I'm Dr. Ro, uh, Ivanov Robotnik. Uh... Okay. Where can well, people find you online, Andy? You can find me online on Twitter at Andy Noted. You can find us on Twitter at Monkey Backlog. Send us your thoughts about the rankings we talked about today. Um, what video games you tend to like? What video games we should play if we like any of the ones that you liked? Uh, tell us. Tell Sam and Tesla what they should play on their new Nintendo Switch. And you know, go ahead and weigh in. Do you play on the toilet? Do you play your phone on the toilet? Let's find out, because according to Tessa, electronics aren't allowed in their bathroom. Um, next up, we can say you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Monkey Backlog. You can email us at monkeybackloggmail.com. at gmail.com. You can visit our website, www.monkeyoffmybacklog.com. Our theme song is by my wonderful, wonderful, wonderful friend, Luke, who I love so much and will never hear me say that. Um... Yeah. So go get that monkey off your backlog.